In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most of us, I imagine, have some kind of hobby or interest, something we do just simply for the love and the joy of doing it. Music, perhaps, reading, maybe, exercise, baking, cooking, the list could go on, of course. It seems from our scripture readings today that one of our Lord's great hobbies, if maybe we could call it that, one of his great joys is gardening. After all, in Genesis, you recall one of the first things God does is he plants a garden for humanity to live in, simply for the sheer joy of sharing his love and his life, his peace, his perfection, all that he had with his creation, with Adam and Eve, with you, me, with all creatures. You see, God loves to plant. And this was true of our dear sister in Christ, Carol, as well. She also loved to plant, to garden, to get her hands dirty in the soil, but not just with flowers in the soil, too, but also to plant in her family, to nurture, to care for her home, her grandchildren, her family, even her church family, too, in many, many ways, Sunday school and secretary. But every Sunday school class, every child and grandchild, it's like a little garden where she would sow lovingly and caringly those God-given, life-giving words. Where she would tend and nourish her family in Christ's love. So it's no accident then that one of the scripture passages I found in some of Carol's notes was from Isaiah 35. Where God plants a living hope in us of the rescue and the redemption that he comes to bring in Jesus for us who live in this fallen creation. The kind of words where our Lord says, The wilderness and the dry land will be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly with joy and singing. You see, Carol learned her love of caring for others from the great master gardener himself. God has a bit of a green thumb, you could say. But it's not a metaphor, it's a real thumb joined to real hands that later would be stretched out on a very real cross for you. Jesus, the true vine, us, his branches. So our Lord took on human flesh. He laid down his life on the tree of the cross for Carol and for you and for me and for all so that we, along with Carol and all his dear saints, beloved baptized would be his new creation, ransomed by the Lord, redeemed by his promises in Jesus, baptized in his name, rooted in his cross in baptism, planted and alive in Jesus' death and his resurrection for you. Clothed then by Christ in greater raiment than all the lilies of the fields, robed in Jesus' righteousness, that he won for us on the cross that cleanses us from all sin. And this is the faith and hope that Carol lived in, that she received in holy baptism, where she herself was planted into Christ's death and resurrection, where God grafted her into the vine, as he does with all of us withering branches by his grace, joining us to Christ, our true vine. He does it with water and word, his Holy Spirit, so that he would abide with us and us with him, as Jesus said in John, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, 
and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. We saw Carol's faith and hope and life. Fruit of that gift of faith that Jesus gave her. Fruit that bore itself in love and service. That was her hope in life and death. For she knew what all good gardeners know. That plants can't live without being fed and nourished with water and sunlight. Good soil to be rooted in. So to us, apart from Christ, our true vine, we wither, we die. But Carol also knew that God is no ordinary gardener. Indeed, he's the greatest gardener of all, you could say. For unlike most gardeners who will dig up a flower bed full of weeds and simply start over, Jesus does something truly remarkable for us. Something unexpected. Jesus, who knew no sin, becomes sin for us. He became the curse for us. He became like the weed for us. Jesus, the true vine, becomes a branch. He is born of human flesh to save us so that we are never cut off from him. Jesus is cursed on a tree of the cross so that his cross is now our tree of life. He's like a grain of wheat that is buried in the earth and it dies that it may bear abundant fruit. He is crucified, died, and buried in the earth for three days. He's planted in our tomb, but the divine gardener could not and would not stay dead. Not for Carol, not for you, nor for all, because Jesus rose from the dead. So that one day, Carol and we will too, with new and glorified resurrected bodies. A new creation, Jesus calls us. Jesus, who rose from the dead, in of all places, a garden. He rose for you, so that one day, with Carol and all those saints who have gone before us, we too will see what John saw in Revelation, that river of life flowing from the throne of the Lamb of God, the tree of life, whose leaves are given for the healing of the nations, for your healing in your grief. Jesus, the Lord of life, who is the Lamb of God and the light and the divine gardener and our Savior and our brother, at the center of all of it, welcoming us, as he did Carol, before him face to face, where the ransomed of the Lord return, where we come to Zion with singing, where everlasting joy is upon our heads. No longer will there be anything accursed there, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. See him face to face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. And we will need no light, no lamp, no sun, for the Lord our God will be our light. And we, with Carol, will reign forever and ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.